John Solberg, and you are listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. Boing. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Hit me! Fine, how you doing? <laughs> you have a great show, I'm a big fan. Boing. So what, what, what seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead, and he's in the, in the crackle. Charbono. It's all about the Charbono, dude. Succulent fish. What? He ate two feet wiener. Oh, listen, Lavernius, shut your face. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seed. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. Top men. And just like that, we are into the second hour. It's the Barbecue Central Show. We talk about live fire barbecue and grilling-related topics of only the highest order of importance. We do it every week live. We'll do it live. Tuesdays from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern. We are also recording for podcasts. So if you're just coming into the show right now, you've missed the whole first hour. But don't worry, tomorrow morning you will have hour number one on your podcast feed, assuming you subscribe to the podcast feed. Hour number two will show up on Thursday, and then we have a best of show that I'll tell you about here coming up this Friday. This show being brought to you direct from Palm City, USA, Cleveland. Still to come on the show this evening, the embedded correspondents, Doug Scheiding from Texas, John Solberg from Michigan, who you just heard kick off the second hour ID, and Rusty Monson from the great city of Utah. We say good evening to those of you watching this show tonight through one of our streaming platforms over at Facebook and Twitch slash BBQ Central Show. You can also watch the show through YouTube slash RD Rempe, where there is a chat going on. So if you want to interact with some like-minded centralites that may or may not have to do with anything the show was talking about, then YouTube is the place you might want to go. We also say good evening to the folks using the audio streaming platform Clubhouse as well. So if you'd rather hear us and not watch us, Clubhouse is the way to do it. By the way, much like YouTube, there is a chat function in Clubhouse where you can interact with all the other folks that are listening through Clubhouse and talk about the show or not talk about the show at all. Look at this. Cambridge, Ohio celebrity in the YouTube chat, Scott Atkinson. Greetings. Sean Reed is weighing in on the instant chat. The big question I have is how the meatless meat affects the body of those who eat it long term with all the other things that are in it. And that's the thing we don't know about at this point, isn't it, Sean? It's very important to take this into account, put this in your mind as you are exploring plant-based meat. Just because you're not eating the meat portion of the meat or the meat meat instead of the plant meat does not... Andrew, you are not the <gasps> It doesn't mean you're eating a healthier option. The very definition of Highly processed foods is plant-based meat products. Look on the back, read the ingredients list. It is not calorie friendly. It is really not body friendly. So if you're just somebody that's looking to not eat as much 
meat, but you're not looking for a healthier, uh, healthier alternative, then plant-based options are going to be something you would want to consider. But don't switch your diet to go to plant-based meat without doing your due diligence on how this diet is going to affect you. Because if you think that you're just going to switch to this and become skinny queen, wrong. Fat. You could be fat. 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 And then you're going to need David Lean's when you didn't even need David Lean's. I mean, you do. But now after you're eating seared plant-based Beyond Meat tips after Beyond Meat tips on Beyond Meat tips and you're 800 pounds, how could this happen? Read the ingredients. It's not a healthier alternative. It's just an alternative to not eating meat. So again, if you eat a lot of meat and you're worried about it or you don't need the protein or whatever it is and you're just looking for something that appears to be meat-esque, and I'm going to try it and give you my honest opinion. Maybe that'll be the next embedded correspondent for November as we all have to go out and get beyond meat beef tips and give our reviews for them. I think everybody is flying. I see Doug and John in the green room now and they're like, no, but we've eaten worse guys. So maybe that'll be the new decree that I put out here over the next segment or two. But again, if you're looking to stop eating as much meat, then this is an opportunity or an option for you but not a healthier alternative. Coming up on the best moments of the Barbecue Central show in 10 minutes or less this Friday, episode 252, taking you back to November 17th of 2015, week four of the five weeks of Barbecue Central show guest Hall of Famers continues. And this week featuring my mom, Connie Rempe. In this particular segment, we were getting ready for Thanksgiving that year back in 2015. So while this particular segment is a bit dated, going on seven years this Thanksgiving, the info and ideas for you to try are just as relevant as they were back when this segment initially aired. And if you end up trying any of these recipes or methods over the course of this holiday season, let me know how they panned out for you. Hit me up on the email, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Love the feedback. And don't forget, you can get in contact with John, J-O-N, at thebbqcentralshow.com if you would like to hear a past guest or segment that you feel has been lost in the archives and deserves to be shown a spotlight once more. Now, if you don't mind, I'm going off the board on this one. Uh-oh. So go ahead and tune out if you don't have any interest in college sports or sports in general, or have kids that are sportsters, or might have aspirations of getting into college sports, whatever. This past weekend, my immediate family and I were in Greensburg, the majestic, palatial Greensburg, Pennsylvania, at Seton Hill University, celebrating all of the senior volleyball players. And in regards to matches, Friday was brutal. IUP blew the doors off of us in three. I don't even think that set one an hour. Saturday, the Lady Griffins were able to recover and pull out a five-set win against University of Pittsburgh Johnstown to make the weekend feel a little bit better for everyone that attended. But here's what you don't know and perhaps what you should know and what I want to speak out on tonight. because. I don't know how it is for everyone else that has kids on a college sports team. 
And it doesn't matter what division. The Griffins volleyball team has been dealing with a old, outdated, unmotivated, verbally abusive, destructive, generally poor head coach for the past three years, day at, dare I say four years. This guy needed to be fired three years ago, but he's still there because he's the only coach the program has ever had 30-plus years of the same coach. Uh-oh. So I'm asking everyone that has a college athlete or perhaps was a college athlete, especially recently, like within the last 10 years, how well does your kid like their coach? The girls that I am seeing are constantly dealing with the likes of scholarships being threatened, their playing time being ripped, being told to hit the portal if they don't like it where they're at. Verbally bullied, body shamed, the list goes on. Anything that you can think of that as a parent you would like to not hear a coach say to your kid, that's what's happening at Seton Hill University. So you end up with girls who came to this college passionate about their studies, excited to extend their playing career to the next level, now having that excitement for the game that they loved sucked out of their very soul because of the coach. How does that change? It's too late for us. But there are freshmen on this team right now, and we're telling the parents the same thing the senior parents told us when we were incoming freshman parents. That cycle has to be broken because this guy specifically has no idea where to meet these girls, where they are, in order to motivate them, coach them, support them, do all the things you would expect a head coach to do at this level. And here's a microcosm of what I'm talking about. After the loss Friday, we had a team dinner in the gym. There are six four-year seniors on the team. And I would imagine at any other school, the coach would make up some time to bring them up, talk about them, make sure they're honored in proper way. But not this guy. Gave a very general thanks to the seniors line, and that was it. So your humble host spent the better part of a week leading into this event, crafting six different speeches for those six different seniors. So when the coach blew off his opportunity, I stood up and asked if I might be able to honor these ladies properly, which I did, and it was awesome, and I was very nervous because I was basically, A, showboating the coach, And be nervous because I wanted it to be special for these ladies, and I wanted it to mean something for them. So yes, for the first time in a while, I was geeked at a a public speaking event. But in the end, many parents, senior parents, underclassmen parents, came up to me through the night the following day to express their appreciation in doing what I did for them. And while that made me feel very happy and proud of myself that I invested the time to make it special for them. It also made me sad that a parent had to be the one to take the bull by the horns and do something like this for them. It's got to get better there. It's got to change sooner than later because this team has talent, but they are a group that is intimidated, scared, beat down by a bitter old man who should be walking in the woods of Greensburg and potentially getting lost and dropping off of a cliff instead of coaching elite athletes and ruining their love for the game. So if you've been through it like we have, 
I would love to hear about it. And if anything was done to remedy it, please hit me up. Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. And can we please get these two coaches fired at Seton Hill University? Can we do that? All right, back to the live fire stuff. Absolutely, because we have the embedded correspondents ready to rock and roll in the green room. Before we do that, I'm telling I'm telling you about week 17 of David Lean's. That's right. Well, bad news. Last week, twice, beginning of the week, I bit my lip, bottom lip, twice in successive days as hard as I have ever done. And the second time I did it, there was a fleeting moment where I thought I was going to pass out because of the pain. It was that bad. I'm sure you've been there right along with me. But what happened two days later? Thursday, the shanker starts to set in. Big canker sore, like the size of my head, but it's here on my lip. Well, guess who wasn't doing a lot of eating since last Thursday? Me. Guess what? When you're trying to pack on the weight at this point in the game and you're not eating, it doesn't work really well. So we're fighting through a little weight loss, unintended weight loss through the week. Because I'm not putting in the calorie eat because my lip hurts. Hopefully I'm on the other side of it. It's not as bad. I was able uh, able to eat a little bit today. But literally, other than some rice or some very low calorie items, there hasn't been a lot of eating. But David hanging with me, checking in. How you eating? Do you need other options? Blah, blah, blah. Readjusting the weight goals for this week. Trying to get back on track. And that's the benefit of dealing with somebody like David McDowell, a professional, somebody who's holding you accountable, but somebody who is understanding where you're at in your everyday and then adjusting on the fly as needed. Join me now. It's the last quarter of the year. Start now. And by the time January rolls around, you'll be ready to start month number four or month number three, I guess it was, since we're getting ready to start November here. Make the last two months the best two months of the year, health and eating wise. Join me in this health adventure. It's fun. You'll buy into it. And then we can compare notes and send pictures of each other shirtless. We're not going to do that. I say this with peace and love. We're not going to do that. DavidLeans.com slash BBQ to sign up. That's DavidLeans.com slash BBQ to sign up right now. Join with me. Let's go. All right. We're back with the Embedded Correspondence right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Howard Stern, Jim Rome, Dan Patrick, and Greg Rampey. The Mountain Rushmore of talk show entertainment. Now, let's get back to the Barbecue Central Show. And we welcome you back to the show. This portion being brought to you by Smithfield, the popular Smoking with Smithfield grant program applications currently live at smokingwithsmithfield.com. In order to help deepen the prize pool, Smithfield is once again awarding $3,000 to the selected competitions. Applications open until December 3rd, so get on it now. Also, the Committed Cooks program back in 2023. You can sign up at the same website, 
with Smithfield.com. Guy the Cooking Sam weighing in on my last take. It's a fine line coaching that way. Winning would wash it all away, but it sounds like he's lost his passion. Time for that coach to go. Guy, you're right on many levels because when we were freshmen, that was the last year the team was great. Made it into the NCAA tournament. A lot of winning. A lot of supreme talent. My freshman daughter had worked her way into the starting lineup. And you're right. There was a lot of talk about what a dick he was, but there wasn't a lot of movement or groundswell of doing something about it because there was a lot of winning going on, uh, winning the conference and then going into the NCAA tournament. But without that, it's a much different scene. So you're absolutely right on that. Nevertheless, we get back to live fire. It is the fourth Tuesday of the month. On a time when we thought maybe tonight's show wasn't going to happen, it is going to happen. Indeed, it's the embedded correspondence right here. Doug Shiding to the right of me as you look. He actually looks for us. There he is. All right. And uh, John Solberg below me from the great state of Michigan. And there are Caddy Corner below me from the great city of Utah. Rusty Monson of Salt City Barbecue. All right, guys. So we are back at it again here this month. We have... 100% assurity picks because we were too busy last month putting in five new members of the Barbecue Central's show Guest Hall of Fame. But it is time to do a round of assurity picks. So we will go ahead and invite our pal Johnny Mags on stage too to see if he wants to take part in this adventure that we do. We'll see if he rolls up here in just a second. All right, uh, Johnny, you're there, right? Good and evening, Greg. There he is. All right. Johnny Bags with us here this evening to do 100% assurity picks. And we're off and running. Rusty! 100% yes or 100% no. We picked the right people for the 2022 Barbecue Central Show Guest Hall of Fame class. Uh, yeah, there was some diamonds in the rough there. We got, we, we got past this all, so yeah. I think they were good on. Doug, yes or no, we did the right job. I say yes, we did, and I'm embarrassed. Like John said, that we uh, didn't elect those people before. It was the best class of five we've ever done. All right. Best class ever done. Doug, your internet seems to be blowing, by the way, just a heads up on that. Uh, John, yes or no, we did a great 2022 Barbecue Central Show's guest Hall of Fame class last month. 100% yes. All right. Best class of all time. Best class of all time. All right. So there's two votes for that. Now, Johnny Mags is going to weigh in. 100% yes or 100% no, Johnny. We picked the right people for the guest Hall of Fame class last month. And do you agree with the other two? Best class ever. 100% yes oh. on both. All right. And I happen to agree with everybody else. So. Majority rules right there. A little self-serving, of course, but you never know if somebody is going to call it out a month later that maybe it wasn't as great as we thought. So we move on to the next one. We'll start with Johnny Mags, celebrity postman out there in New Hampshire. Johnny, 100% yes or 100% no, full-size electric grills will be a thing by next grilling season, and you will own one. 100% no. Doug Shiding from Texas, you will own a full-size electric grill by next grilling season. 
Oh dear. Doug? Sorry. Your audio's off and your internet sucks and you're out. John, 100% yes or 100% no, full-size electric grills will be a thing by next grilling season, and you will own one. They will be a thing, but I will not own one. Okay. So I got to go total no, but it's a yes and a no. It's a yes and a no, so it is a no. Uh, Rusty, yes or no on the it will be a thing, and then you will own one. No way. No No way. Rusty, you're Mr. Positive. Why are you taking a dump on electric grills? Because George Foreman has an electric grill out there. I think we learned our lesson there, and I think that's the forefront, and people are just not going to buy into it yet. I don't think it's going to be a thing. It's dumb. Hmm. All right. We'll go back to Doug because he seems to be connected at the moment. Uh, Doug, yes or no, full-size electric grills will be a thing by next season, and you will own one. Negative. Wow. Well. I hate to be the guy that shits in the punch bowl here, but I will absolutely own one of those things. Why not? I feel like I'm less of a purist than you guys on the panel and uh, Mr. Smoke Machine over there in New Hampshire who are taking the dump on the electric grills. I think there's something to this. I want to see it, touch it, feel it, live it. There's some people that I know that have it, and... They've spoken some pretty good things about it, so I'm going to go. I'm sorry, Rusty. Am I keeping you up? Yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> else saw that yawn, but holy crap. I thought he was going to fall off his chair and go night-night. Anyway, uh, let's go ahead to the next one. We'll start with the Michigan embedded correspondent, John Solberg. John, hybrid cookers, and I'm talking specifically about pellet and offset together, will be a thing by next grilling season, and you will own one as well. No. A double negative. No and no. No and no. We'll go back to Rusty, who's also negative Nancy at the moment. Hybrid cookers will be something next grilling season, and you will own one. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Wow. He's more adamant than John was. No. I feel... Rusty, there's something going on. Did something happen today? I've never seen you in such a a streak of negativeness. Sick kids, busy, you know, food truck stuff, you know, just tired. Bringing you down. I hate hate electricity and things that don't go together. All right. That's my thing today. All right. Uh, Doug, we go to you. Hybrid cookers will be a thing by next grilling season, and you will own one as well. I say yes to the first and no to the second. Then it's a no. All right. It's got to be a majority answer. So we go to Johnny Mags. Johnny Mags, you believe that hybrid cookers, which are pellet and offset combined, will be a thing next grilling season, and you will own one. 100% no. Well, I'm with Doug. On the 50% side of they will be a thing, and I'm also with me alone again, I will own one. Why not? (laughs) Guys, let's branch out. Let's flex our wings a little bit here and use what is evolving in the marketplace. We don't want to stick our head in the sand and say, well, I'm more macho than this, or that's just not me, or... All of my male friends will think I have lost all or both of my testicles. So some people have more than one, I guess, from what I was listening to the Howard Stern show. But nevertheless, Doug, you have something to add? 
Are you going to buy them? What's that matter? That matters. Why? If so, if someone gives it to you, yeah. then yeah, you'll take it. But are you going to spend your cold hard cash? <laughs> Doug, I don't I don't uh, appreciate being put on the spot like that. I invoke my <laughs> Fifth Amendment rights. <laughs> there should have been enough. a third question on it. It's enough from you. It's enough from you. All right, let's go to Johnny Mags from New Hampshire. Johnny, 100% yes or 100% no. You can tell the difference between flavors of wood pellets. 100% no. Ah. I'm cheering because you said no, and you did it honestly. I should have hit the buzzer. Rusty, 100% yes or 100% no. You can tell the difference between flavors of wood pellets. No. All right. John, yes or no? This is a difficult one, and it doesn't deserve a yes or no 100% of the surety, so I am forced to answer yes, I can, since we can't discuss it, but yes. Hmm. All right. I'm not going to call you a liar, but we're going to follow up on this for the other topics for discussion right after this. I can tell you that. Doug, 100% yes or 100% no as a pellet man more than anybody else here on this dais. Can you tell the difference between flavors of wood pellets? In the words of John, we can't discuss it, but it's more yes than no, so I have to say yes. (laughs) And, of course, we all know the correct answer that I'm going to say is no, you can't. All right, last one here. We'll go back to Michigan Embedded John Solberg. Are you buying a turbo trusser and are you convinced it works? Oh, look at that. For those that are watching, he has one in his hands and he put it up. What about that? I have I have no idea if it works. I have no idea how to use it. Derek Richard said it works as advertised several months ago or whatever, and I just bought it because Derek said so. So Derek doesn't start selling like islands anytime soon. And it has been in the cupboard ever since. But yeah, I'm gonna buy one. Um I'm going to guess it works. That's a 100% yes for me. Uh, Doug, 100% yes or 100% no? Are you buying a turbo trusser and are you convinced it works? Despite how great of a business discussion that was, my answer is no and no. No and no. Rusty, yes and yes to the turbo trusser? 100% yes. I think it's badass. Rusty, you're an enigma tonight. That's all I have to say about that. Well, I'm a loose cannon. John Mags, 100% yes or 100% no. Are you buying a turbo truster? Are you convinced that it works? 100% yes, and both the chicken and the turkey are downstairs in the garage as we speak. Wow, multiple-time user. Uh, uh, outside of the turbo truster, Johnny, were you somebody that... Uh, butcher trust or twine trust his birds before that or are you just getting into it now because of the product uh, i know i never did it before hmm. um but i had spoken with them last year and i i i think it gives a nice even cook so i believe it does what they claim says it does 
I don't want to go Doug Shiding on you, Johnny, but did you buy that Turbo Truster with your own money, or did they send it to you? I plead the fifth. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Johnny, always appreciate you jumping on for the surety picks. Appreciate you. And listen to Pit Life Barbecue over at the uh, Podcast 21 Cafe, Pit Life Barbecue. Uh, always appreciate the time. That's Johnny Mags right there. Who, by the way, uh, Doug, you spent a little time with Johnny Mags as he was uh, showing off his brand new pit that he got down in Texas, right? Yeah, pit reveal party. I'd never been to one yeah. before. Hmm. Did he pop any balloons or hit any colored golf balls so you could figure out what the <laughs> reveal was? No. No, they, yeah, they they made him turn around yeah. and bring out the pit, and then then they made him take a look at it. So he was blown away. All right, so let's follow up on the two items that hmm, part of me wants to follow up on that, but we got five. No, we're just going to run out of time, so I'm going to let that one go and sail off into the sunset. Let's go ahead and follow up on the things that John and Doug said they could tell. Rusty and I were staunch on the inability to taste flavors of wood pellets. Now, I can taste it's a heavy smoke. It's a lighter smoke, which I assume, uh, Rusty, I don't want to speak for you, but is that more along the lines of what you can tell a lighter and or a heavier smoke versus species? Yep, that's exactly right. John, explain yourself on why you can tell the difference between flavor pellets. I cook traditionally with two 100% type pellets, 100% oak or 100% maple. That's, that is my lineup. In some weird chance, I have to go outside that box. I cannot tell what that other pellet is. Whatever that competition blend hybrid of alder and oak and whatever. It, if you tell me it's apple, I wouldn't know. But if you're going to put 100% oak in my pellet cooker... I can taste that. If you're going to put 100% maple in there, I can taste it. And I think it's just because I don't play around a lot. And for all the years I've had a pellet grill, that's what my focus has been. So after years, I've developed that palette for those those two types of woods. Other than that, I couldn't tell you. I don't know if you're sponsored or not or if you care to mention the names, but who are you using for oak and, and maple? I'm surprised at maple. I didn't even know that was a thing. I'm using smoke ring pellets. They're a northern Michigan company. It's a fall off from Lumberjack over in Wisconsin. No, no, I'm not sponsored. I buy them um, through a kind of a backdoor dealer network that a lot of us here have set up. Like whose turn is it to buy the pallet and we split it up. Ah. So that's, but it's a smoke ring, smoke ring out of Boyne City, Michigan. Doug, explain yourself. I can tell the difference between mesquite you add mesquite, and especially if it's over fifty percent, it's going to be a little bitter. the The big game rub has, or excuse me, uh, uh, pellets. It has rosemary, the the infamous rosemary in there, and that will impart rosemary to it. Um, and then pecan and oak are about the same, and then I think hickory is a little sweeter. And you're using a hundred percent base of those, or is it a mixture? No, I'm using Traeger, so it's 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 a base. The base actually depends on where the the uh, they have four plants, so the base actually depends on where the plant and where they were manufactured. And you're able to tell the difference. So if they have a a a base oak pellet in there for BTUs, and then a pecan for flavor, and they call it a pecan pellet, you can pick out. Yeah, the, those are pretty the, similar. 
But you can decipher yeah. between which one is similar. which one is oak and which one is pecan or pecan or whatever That's, the fuck I you said, call it. I said that I couldn't. I said they were both pretty similar. Mm. I can tell the difference between pecan and oak or pecan, sorry, and hickory and uh, mesquite. Mm. And those are the ones that I, I typically use. Or right. I used to use. I don't use mesquite anymore. All right, not a topic I thought we were going to follow up on, but uh, certainly interesting enough. And by the way, for anybody listening, if you want to write in and tell me I'm full of it or that you align with more Rusty and myself, please do that. Greg at the bbqcentralshow.com as it relates to if you can pick out species of wood pellets as you burn them. The first topic this evening, gents, is mail order barbecue uh, I remember, was it Carson's Ribs, like ribs.com, and that was the only one I remember early on in the show that would have them already made. They would ship them out to you. You would reheat them. They were eh, average at best. And now we're seeing more and more places like uh, Gold Belly or some of the high-end or most well-known barbecue restaurants across the country, especially in Texas, are getting into the mail-order game, maybe to supplement what... COVID was doing during that time in order to help them stay in business. Uh, maybe it was something they weren't really looking to get into, but had to in order to stay alive here. So the question to Doug first is, have you ever tried it from Gold Belly or direct from a restaurant or some other sell direct website? And if yes, what has your experience been with mail order barbecue? The Gold Belly specifically, Traeger Provision, that was not pre-cooked though. So, but they they did buy their briskets from West Home Gold Belly. So I have had some of their A5 briskets that were, that were amazing. I cooked them. In terms of pre-cooked that I've ordered, I've uh, done a smoked turkey from New Braunfels Smokehouse. Um, it actually was pretty dry, um, as you can can imagine. And this is before I was really into into cooking. And then. Uh, Something safe, I think, is the glazed spiral hams. And uh, Logan Farms is a franchise down here. They were actually the first ones that patented the the, the spiral cutting of a ham. And uh, their hams, you basically just reheat it, and it's fantastic. Uh, so no real barbecue meats otherwise that have already been like the brisket, sausages, ribs, stuff like that? I've been too scared, too. Yeah. Uh, Rusty, have you purchased anything from a mail order barbecue realm? And if so, your experience with it, I had my finger on the trigger finally, because Franklin's on, um, gold belly has been elusive and I finally had it in my cart and I was like, you know what? I'm going to wait. Cause I'm actually planning on going out to Texas and eating there personally. So I, I did cancel it. However, we have done it on our truck and tried it, um, from our standpoint, seeing if that was ever a thing or we can get through the winter by selling them. And they do briskets and do reheat fantastic. So I'd imagine that the Franklin one is pretty damn good uh, as with the ones we reheated on our, our end from our own briskets were really good and, you, and juicy. Do you get orders from people saying, hey, cook me one and we'll reheat it, yeah. cool it down, blah, blah, blah? Yep. yep, and we give them instructions on how to do that and all that stuff. And uh, the brisket and the pork turns out okay. It, Pork's a little bit more shady, but the brisket almost always turns out fantastic. So, John, ever had any experience with any of the mail order barbecue brisket rib sausage? None whatsoever, but I'm excited to order a Salt City barbecue brisket soon. <laughs> so, stand by for that update. Would you ship a brisket to John Rusty if somebody asked? Yeah. Yeah. I think that'd be kind of cool. It's interesting to see how it would work and, you know, the full process of it. If you were going, how would you reheat it? Yeah. 
All right, go Sorry. ahead. Yeah. So how, how would you reheat it? A whole brisket, Rusty. So how I do it is I actually put it into a hotel pan full of water and I put it for 275 in the oven and it takes about 45 minutes to an hour. Now this oh, is vacuum okay. sealed. Oh, so okay. like sous vide. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a sous vide. It's yeah. a, it's a redneck sous vide. Yeah. If you were going to consider buying something already prepared, John, we'll go back to you. What factors are you going to take into account and what do you think your expectations are going to be? Uh, my expectations are very low. Mm-hmm. What I'm going to take into account that I think it's overpriced and not worth my time or experience, unless it's a unique situation like something really cool like Rusty and I, pay, I would pay him whatever it takes because I want to try it. I want to do it, but I can't get my head around mail order cooked barbecue food. It's never going to be as good probably as what I can take right off the pit and serve, not to sound conceited. So it's very difficult for a barbecue restaurant to even match what most average pitmasters can do in, the, in their own home just because of hold time. So there's a lot of things to overcome. You throw the postal service in there, I'm going to invest in <laughs> my product frozen or not cooked and get it to me, and I'm going to do it myself. So it's kind of broad base, but it's this is a tough sell for me. Rusty, if you were going to go online, as you said, you had a Franklin brisket in the car, but you decided to dump it because you're going to be out there in Texas. But holding that aside, uh, as you're looking, because you were there, um, what were you prepared to do and what were your expectations? You know, I always wanted to try um, 17th Street um, ribs because that's what Danny Meyer did at Blue Smoke. They had, it was one of the first things I ever heard of of mailing barbecue to someone. And I think that's a crazy story that Danny Meyer got mailed barbecue from Mike Mills. I'm like, hell yeah, let's get that guy out here. But, um, I, you know... I don't know. I, I just I looked at the iconic restaurants I might not get to. I did. I've actually eaten at 17th Street. So, but I wanted to try those, like you know Bob Gibson's and stuff like that, and do all those kind of places that I don't think I'll get to, and just to try them, just to see. You know, even if it is dry, just you know, you get an idea of what that kind of place is like. So it was, for me, it was just like taking the world instead of going there, having it come to me. I thought it was pretty cool. Doug, if you were going to consider buying something already prepared, barbecue wise. Uh, factors you're taking into account and what your expectations might be? My ex- expectations would be low. Um, even even great pitmasters, we've mentioned Franklin a couple of times. The last time I had Franklin brisket, it was not good. It was not good. His there? pork belly and ribs were fantastic. No. And yeah, it, it wasn't. It, I had it at one of his restaurants, Loro. Hmm. But um, so even, even everybody has a bad day. And, and so... You know, not that they're going to ship those, but how are they flash freezing them? I mean, how are they freezing? There's a lot of variables that are going into this, this shipping of going from one place to the other. So my, my uh, judgment would be on the moisture and the taste. I, not, I am not a great brisket cook. Uh, I will say that until I become a great brisket cook, which doesn't look likely because I just don't cook a lot of them. So if I'm going online to get a Franklin brisket, I did a little research here. So uh, Doug had forwarded me an email. Uh, there was some kind of a partnership or cooperation between Snake River Farms and former sponsor of the show, Southside Market, uh, where they've teamed up to do Texas-style briskets, pork steaks, some of their famous sausages. Now, just for pricing here, because then I'm going to answer the second part of the question here, eight pounds black grade brisket. So it's 
one step down from whatever their highest Snake River Farms is, which I believe is the gold rated. So an eight pound already cooked black grade brisket, three hundred dollars. Two Carabuda pork steaks totaling thirteen ounces. That's total. Forty-seven dollars. Sausages are sixteen dollars for a pack of four. I'm no math major, but that's four dollars a sausage. Then you have Stephen Reichland's offshoot, Planet Barbecue, which is sold through Crowd Cow. The brisket is four pounds, four pounds of pasture-raised brisket. I, I don't know what that means. $145 at 45 pounds, so double that to get it up to where that Snake River Farms was. That's also $290, so we'll call it a wash at 300 bucks. The St. Louis spare ribs are $48 for what ends up being 1.75 pounds, so not even two pounds at 48 bucks. Brisket, sausage, 18 bucks for four links, and uh, you know some other stuff. Uh, Gold Belly, Franklin's Barbecue, Rusty, I don't know if this was the same price you were looking at. $269 for Franklin brisket, five pounds, $269. And then you have a Snow's Barbecue, brisket, five pounds, $229. Russ, you were saying that the Franklin's brisket that you had in your cart was more than $269? My first thought was shipping. You're probably closer. Yeah, so uh, now none of these prices that I just list out include shipping. I did a quick research and they were somewhere between $50 and $70 in shipping additionally, so some of these briskets are approaching $400 after you ship it. So what am I taking into account? Well, I guess who's making it first? So uh, I'm 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 a little leery about the the uh, Southside Market. I'm not saying that they make bad barbecue, but I don't know them to be great brisket cooks. So I would lean maybe towards Franklin. But geez, oh Pete, if I'm paying four hundred dollars or near four hundred dollars for five pounds of brisket. I'll tell you where my expectation is. I'm going to put it into my mouth and something is going to happen, you know, like when you get down. <laughs> but guess what? I know that's not going to happen. Get that big stuff out of here. So I don't, I don't know where, if it's just rich people going, I don't even want to bother learning how to do it. I just want to chip to me or if it's a highly special occasion and you're just buying it because of that. But other than that, uh, I talk about QPR all the time on this show. I don't even begin to put a QPR on this because it is so far out in the left field at 400. Rusty, would you buy a $400 five-pound brisket from the best place anywhere in the world? Does that make sense to you? It does not. Not, a, not even a little bit. That's why it's out of my cart now. <laughs> Because you're a great bar, because you're a great brisket cook. But even if you weren't, um, you know, that's the kind of thing. Going back, on, if it's Franklin's, I might want to try it. To be honest, but it's mm. more like I want to try places I don't. I'm not 100 percent convinced to go to. You know, that sounds weird, but I would rather try somewhere. I would like. Well, I want to go to this restaurant, but I don't want to travel all that way. It might be worth it to me to try it. You know. John, your thoughts on now, Franklin's? I'm going go, to go to Franklin's. Yeah. You know, I'm going to go there one day. So I don't want that, but I might want the offshoot that I might not enjoy. Sounds funny, but it's true. John, four hundred dollars is just too much. 
It's just too much. But yeah. I kind of like Rusty's concept. We should build the the mail order barbecue tour. <laughs> like we will just broker it. We'll do the you know the Carolinas. We'll put it all together. We'll just mail it to you. You never have to leave the house. Rusty's onto something. But four hundred dollars for no no. I'd, I'll buy raw product of good quality that I haven't afforded yet. Doug, do you have any further ROI thoughts on four hundred dollar briskets or fifty dollar one point seven five pound spare ribs? Yeah, actually, uh, no thanks. But if I was actually going to buy between Franklin and Snows, I'd probably go with Snows because live that that's the better brisket for me. Um, I'm kind of curious on the four pound uh, Planet Barbecue offering of four pounds. Yeah, 145. Maybe that's worth. I don't know. So, you know, and why don't they feature him? Why isn't CrowdCow featuring Reichlin on their website? I didn't see him featured. I would. He's only a barbecue hall of famer. I would, it seems like he's having to push it there, but uh, just a side note. All right. So let's go ahead and get into the last two topics here for this evening as we got about 15 minutes left. As I'd mentioned with Derek Rich's bottom of the first hour beyond meat introduces the meatless steak option yesterday, which will involve a nationwide rollout through many of the bigger grocery store chains throughout the country. Why or why? not are you going to be a trial well i have bad news for everybody here as i was talking out loud in the top of the second hour here i have a new mission for all of us should you be willing to take it and you're willing to take find a store that has the uh beyond meat steak tips buy it uh we have to agree on how we're going to prepare it because we all should prepare it the same way in order to to get the best cumulative thought of of how it is. So I don't know if that means a grill basket on the grill or if we just do it in a cast iron pan and, you know, heat it up with some, you know, uh, general steak seasonings and do it that way. We can figure that off, uh, figure that out offline. But as I said, the, the meatless steak option was out yesterday. It's seared steak tips. Rusty, are you down for the trial? And is this an option that you think has the ability to take hold in the American public? I, I think that it does have the ability to take hold. I actually really enjoy them. Like I've said, I'm not ashamed to admit that I love going to Burger King and getting the Beyond Burger. One of my favorite things ever. Sadly, you think in your head that you're doing something good for your body and it's not necessarily the truth you know what's the difference between pea powder with metadextricide and uh, expelled uh, soy what the hell they put in there canola oil and in a a normal burger you know and for me it's like you kind of trick yourself into thinking you're eating healthy when you're really not um but I enjoy the taste. Honestly, it's not bad at all. Someone who grew up with vegan friends having to grill them stuff. I've seen the evolution from the early nineties till now. And let's just say we're in a real good spot when it comes to meatless stuff. It was real bad for a real long time. So I think it's really tasty. Um, in fact, I will say this right beyond burger smash burgers are better than smash burgers. It's fantastic. It's crispy. Try it out. You'll love it. So I don't know. We'll see how it goes. It might be good. Rusty is just going bonkers here this evening. I love a bonkers rusty. I love it. Uh, Doug meatless beyond meat seared steak tips. Are you on board and is this something that is going to capture the imagination of the consuming public? I'm on, I'm definitely on board. I want to try it. I've, I've tried the beyond meat, uh, 
hamburgers, and they were actually better than I better than I thought. Um, I thought I was going to be repulsed by them, but I actually think steak may have a have a, a leg to stand on from the standpoint of that's something that you know people aren't afraid to cook and and uh, like to do. So uh, you know, as compared to the briskets grown in the lab and that kind of crap. So, but uh, yeah, I'm down for it. Let's do it. Yeah, and you called it an edict. So we are taking the uh, direction of the El Jefe and. He's telling us to do it. So if you're not familiar, by the way, for those that are listening, uh, Beyond Steak will be sold in grocery stores throughout the country. They come packaged in bite-sized pieces. It uses faba bean protein as its base and contains 21 grams of protein. So as somebody who's on the David Lean's program, 21 grams of protein, I like that. So all that other crap that's in it that I probably won't like that much, but... Uh, according to the company, it also has a lower saturated fat content than beef steak fat! and contains no cholesterol. So it's uh, sold in 10 ounce packages and retails for eight bucks. So QPR on that is really good. Eight bucks is, you know, substantially less than, you know, regular meat, unless you're looking at like sirloin that's been cut into cubes or something along those lines. But that's a pretty, uh, as Derek said stable price for the market currently. John, are you buying into Beyond Meat? Are you happy about the new edict, as Doug said? And do you think this is something that'll capture the attention of the American public? I'm way in front of the curve on this. I buy every plant-based meat product I can ever come across. Really? I seek them out. I have mail-ordered them. I have (laughs) been a firm believer for as long as this has been around that it's going to be around. And I'll go back to Rusty's comment, you know, cooking for vegetarian and vegan friends has been a challenge. I want to have intelligent conversation about plant-based meat, just like any other thing, barbecue and grilling. So I've been an early ad- adapter. I do is to get to your point. Will America catch on to this? I'm starting when I study the market. Now I'm like, what? <laughs> what? What I miss? What I miss? Hey, I'm trying to talk here, you guys. I'm getting excited. Sorry, about John. This. There was a cat. There was a cat. <laughs> it's like, yeah, 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 get the pussy off screen. That's wrong. Anyway, what we're going to do is I see the market falling away. And if you read about the business of plant based meat coming out of the pandemic, I've always said that plant based meat is here to stay. I'm going to back up and go, maybe not this is plant-based meats time yet. Mm. It may not really take hold like I thought it would two or three years ago, but the jury's out on it. So, yeah, am I in? Absolutely. I'm all about it. Try them all. I will continue to try them all, and I don't care how many carbs are in them. I'll give up the carbs to try them. Uh, I'm certainly not searching them out, but I'm certainly not going to turn my nose up to it. I've had Beyond Burger when Michael Simon had his burger joint here in Cleveland and I had my favorite regular burger that he made. And then I had the beyond burger. Maybe it was the impossible burger, but whatever. Um, had them side by side, exactly the same way made. And I couldn't tell any difference between them. And then I had them plain side by side. I could tell a little bit of a difference, but as soon as you start putting any type of condiment or dressing on that burger, it uh, quickly fades into the background in a good way. Not that you just can't taste it, but it's very realistic and, and very meat. So as you guys say, don't fool yourself, as I said at the top of the second hour uh, as well. It's not a healthier option, but if you just want to cut out some meat, then this is certainly an option that gives you the ability to potentially fake yourself out. 
where you're not eating the meat and you're eating something that's plant-based. And I'm looking forward to trying these tips. Maybe we'll, yeah. So let's do this. General steak seasoning, whatever you like, in a cast iron pan, brown them up, and then eat them if you want to reserve half and dice them up and put them in a taco or do something else. In a different way, we can get outside of the box on that, but at least we have a control option with the steak seasoning and then in a cast iron pan, and we'll come back and review in November and see what we all think of them in the final analysis. And then there's this. Uh-oh. Are you buying or selling... This bit of info from McDonald's. The McRib is coming back for maybe the last time ever. Uh-oh. McDonald's announced yesterday that its seasonal barbecue flavored pork sando will return to menus in a week, October 31st to no- through November 20th, but dubbed the stint its farewell tour which means it'll end up retiring in Luxembourg, Germany, where it's sold every day of the week. Rusty, we have to go to you as a proselytizer of the McRib sandwich in every which way possible. Do you believe that this is the farewell farewell tour? And if it is, will you ever get over the darkness in your heart that will set in after? First of all, you did say you're not a hipster earlier, and this is going to prove me, it's prove yourself, prove you wrong because you're an absolute hipster like everyone else. One thing I say about the the thing is I don't think it's going away. I think this was the second time they've said that. So it's not going to go away. I will buy like eight or nine of them throughout the course of this re release. And I will sit there and listen to all the people who say, I can make a McRib better than McDonald's. Of course you can. You make a lot of shit better than a lot of places. Shut up. It's not the same. It is a delicious sandwich. I will. I'm excited to eat it. I don't think it's going away. And if so, I guess I'm going to Germany. Why am fantastic. I? Why am I a hipster? Because you're not going to like the McRib. Because you're a hipster. Like just how it is. Everyone's a no. hipster doesn't like the McRib. That's the bottom line. Oh, uh, I'm okay. sorry, we'll Rusty. Out. You can also go to McDonald's, eat the McRib, and realize it's trash. There is that opportunity. I do have my palate. Uh, John, do you believe that the pork sando known as the McRib is on a farewell fair, <laughs> farewell tour, and or is this just McDonald's exercising their great marketing skill only at this particular piece, which they have mastered? I, I think it's them making another run at it because I'm a supporter of the McRib and Rusty's standpoint, and the last time we had this all came up and I went and got one, it wasn't as good as I remember it. But now all of a sudden, I, I'm, I support Rusty's point of view. I'm going to go get one just because at least I can say I got it on the way out the door. <laughs> so, so it's work. The marketing ploy is working. Hmm. And I will, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I think I'm not taking any risks. I'm going to go get that crappy sandwich and support Rusty and eat it. <laughs> I'm going in. Doug, are you supporting the McRib in its, uh, farewell tour. I mean, do you believe that this is it, or do you think that's a marketing ploy? And not a his- hipster. No one has ever accused me of that. So, Rusty, just keep calm. There is. I, we could only be so lucky. I pray that this is the last. <laughs> I, I mean, come on. 
How, please, so, please, no, please. it's not the last time. Yeah. Exactly. We could only be so lucky. Um, how many times has Motley Crue, Rolling Stones, Kiss, Kiss, Elton John said they were doing, you know, the last tour. It's always the last tour and it never is. They would be better off selling the McRib for breakfast because it has a texture and a little bit of a taste of sausage. Yeah, I 100% agree. I think that in this instance alone, McDonald's has captured the corner on marketing. They rip it away after almost a month of time for consumers to jam their faces full of it. And then they rip it away and people, oh, it's gone forever until next year. They made an app. So if your store didn't have it near you, you could research the app and find the closest McDonald's serving a McRib near you. Can you? People will drive an hour or two or however long they're going to drive for a McRib. So I can't believe that they would voluntarily take the most popular menu item, seasonal, off of their menu for no good reason other than either they've wised up and realized it is a actual steaming piece of shit, which I doubt, <laughs> or they're just Playing all of you. Bad news for everybody except for John and Rusty. Douglas, additional edict for November. We're all getting McRib and we are all reviewing it. How about that? Wow, we, if you can believe it, we have plant based meat and we have a McRib and we are going to try it. We will review at the bottom of November. Uh, guys, we're running out of time here this evening, so Doug, we'll start with you. Promotion-wise, anything coming up, what would you like to talk about? Real quickly, roguecookers.com is out. I'm on the Baseball and Barbecue show coming up in a couple of weeks, interviewing Craig Sherry with the boys, Lynn Jeff, and I'll be in Huntington Beach on uh, November 12th, All right. cooking for a wine festival. Rusty, what are you promoting here this evening? Of course, the Pitmasters podcast. You guys can listen to this week's episode. It'll be Matt... Hanson from Crooked Pigs, he recaps his experience at the Jack. All right. And John Solberg, what are you promoting this evening? Of course, catch me this Friday on the best moments of the Barbecue Central show in 10 minutes or less. Don't forget, follow me on Instagram, JS00. I'm having to give away a Thermopen one for my 10,000th follower. So wow. jump all over that. <laughs> All right. Uh, they are the embedded correspondents in order. Right to the right of me, there is <laughs> Doug Shiding from Row Cookers, longest running embedded correspondent from Texas. Below me, John Solberg from Michigan. And Caddy Corner below to the right is Rusty Monson from the great city of Utah, Salt City Barbecue's pitmaster and trailer owner operator. Guys, we will see you in November for the recap of the plant based meat beyond and a McRib recap. How about that? What could be better than that? Not much, but certainly that is going to be something, as they say. As we get ready to wrap the show here this evening, I will mention Vortic watches. That's right, Vortic right here. Back in the day, pocket watches. This was a pocket watch. Made to be worn. I'm kind of Back in the day, watches were made to be worn in the pocket. After World War II, wristwatches came into vogue, and the pocket watch quickly became an afterthought, finding their way into stock drawers and scrap heaps. And that's a tragedy. Enter Vortec Watch Company, helping bridge the gap between America's storied watch manufacturing past 
and bringing it to the present day where wristwatches are finding incredible popularity once again. And here's the coolest part. Each watch that Vortic makes is unique. One of a kind. Vortic founded on the motto that America wasn't assembled, it was built. Check out VorticWatches.com for more information. And we will have one of the co-founders, R.T. Custer, on November 8th, a few days in advance of the new... Uh... Oh, cripe. Military edition watches, right. Um, Veterans Day, which that'll be released November 11th. So stay tuned for that here in a couple weeks. We are back to wrap the show right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Whole packers, full racks, legs and thighs, injecting butts. If you've never heard this before, you might think you found the best triple X show ever. Let's get back to the most homoerotic host out there today, Craig Rimpy. All right, welcome back, and we thank the Embedded Correspondents one more time. Doug Scheiding from Texas, John Solberg from Michigan, and Rusty Monson from Utah. We weighed in on a new line of 100% Assurity Picks. We also talked about mail order barbecue and if that's something that resonates with us, what we would expect if we were to buy that. And in the end, I think we all collectively agreed that at least on the brisket side of things, towards $400 for somewhere between five and eight pounds of brisket finished, regardless of who's making it, just seems to be way too cost prohibitive unless you're just living in that kind of a financial lifestyle or it's an exceptionally special occasion where you would bone out for that just to say you did it for that occasion. Otherwise, everyday life, I don't think that's measuring up here at this point, but we'll follow that trend and see if prices come down or if people just generally accept it and start to buy more. We also talked about the McRib and wondered if the farewell, farewell tour, why is that hard to say for me? The farewell tour as McDonald's is billing it is actually the case. Nobody buys that. And we're also going to eat one and review it for next month. We're also eating the Beyond Meat seared steak tips with a review in November as well. All right, let's go ahead and get out of here all the way back in the first hour. Sean Walshef from Cali BBQ, the restaurant, and CaliBBQ.media host of the Restaurant Influencers Podcast. We talked about smartphone storytelling, why he feels support, why it's easy to do, why you should mix family and business, all that good stuff. So if you missed it, make sure you go get the podcast tomorrow. It'll be ready for you. And then after Sean, we talked with Derek Riches in his normal fourth Tuesday of the month, 35 past the first hour segment, talking about Weber's financial crises potential takeover of BDT Capital, and if that's going to go through, we touched a little bit on a new burner system that they have patented. Second hour, as I just mentioned, embedded correspondence. By the way, if you listen to my rant at the top of the second hour, and you have a kid that is a collegiate athlete, you had the same trouble with a coach, and you remedied that, please email me and let me know how it all went down. I would love to hear it. Greg at the BBT Central Show.com. Big show planned for you next week. We're sold out of segment spots already. Sam the Cooking Guy is in in the second hour. Malcolm Reed is in in the first hour. Camp Chef is going to be in just to name a few. We'll be talking more about hybrid cookers, if you can believe it. Yes, sir, we will. So, how do I always leave you? September 11, 2001. I will never forget until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. This is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Reppy. 
Good night now. This is Michigan Embedded Correspondent John Solberg, and you are listening to the Barbecue Central Show.